Hello everybody and welcome to Gaza Guy podcast with me, Mao Musa from Gaza. How are you, Lee? I'm good. How are you doing? So you are based in, in Gaza? I am in Gaza, yeah, based in Gaza. In Gaza. Okay. You're and based in Amman? Oh, yes, based in Amman. I started the podcast from Gaza, yeah. And it's it's uh, the first English-speaking podcast from, from Gaza, or uh, the first podcast from Gaza, maybe. That's nice. Thank you. Let me introduce myself to you, Lean. This is Maumus. I We follow each other on Instagram. I'm a poet, journalist, um, and the host of Kazakai podcast. So uh, introduce yourself, Lean, who is Lean Hajazi, to the listeners of Kazakai podcast. Okay, first of all, it's a great thing what you're doing. I really like the idea. Uh, we rarely hear anything from someone in Gaza, so I actually am excited to see what you will uh, come up with and all of the uh, interviews and talents that you will talk to as well. Uh, so my name is Lin Hijazi and I'm originally from Palestine and I've lived in Jordan my whole life. I was born here. Uh, my grandparents moved uh, in the, let's say, after the uh, war started and so on. Mm-hmm. And so I was born here. My parents also were born here so uh, we're like the third generation let's say and uh, yeah so basically I was raised here my whole life and uh, I studied uh, in the school here and I went to university as well here so I studied industrial engineering and then I did uh, like a, a semester or a year abroad in Germany and I lived in Berlin so for one to two years I did my thesis there, I uh, did an internship there and then came back here and started working uh, with Microsoft as a consultant. So I'm, I don't really like to introduce myself as a consultant because I think people shouldn't introduce themselves as their job, you know, I think yeah. people should introduce themselves in what they like and what they enjoy doing. So if I'm going to say what I am, I would say that I'm someone that has many passions and uh, one of them happens to be technology and tech, so that's why I'm with Microsoft. But uh, as you know from Instagram, of course, I enjoy singing as well, uh, music. Traveling. Traveling. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, there are many passions, let's say, in life. That's beautiful. And you combine them all. Uh, photography, are you passionate about photography? So whenever I'm traveling, I really enjoy taking beautiful pictures for, you know, something that I've enjoyed with my own eye. So if I've seen like uh, a mountain or let's say a beautiful sea in front of me, or let's say a road within a very nice uh, city, I would definitely try to take the best photo I can. It kind of, it's, it's like a memory of that moment that I felt, the nice feeling I got from this place. So I definitely enjoy taking pictures when I'm traveling, especially. Well, I've seen some of your work, actually, pics on the videos and the stories that you've taken while you're traveling, and they're all amazing, actually. 
So, uh, Lean is, as she said, Palestinian Jordanian based in Amman. She works as a consultant at Microsoft. Passionate and interests are many, as she mentioned. Uh, I like what you said, Lean, that you've always been told to focus more and find one thing. But a friend of yours recently introduced you to the word polymath which means a person of wide knowledge and learning. Uh, there are generalists and there are specialists. And I find myself para and thriving when doing one or more thing. I am into music and singing, business, stock market, technology. I believe that people should follow their interests and not narrow themselves to one area as innovation comes from exploring. That's beautiful. I really do believe in that, you know, because nowadays we go to university, we study one thing, you know, and we yeah. end up all of our, all our life working in a company, maybe doing one area, and we kind of forget about other things. And as children, when we are like in our, um, let's say 10 years, 11 years, we're doing more than one thing. We're doing music, maybe, and we're then playing football. And maybe on another day, we're taking language lessons. So why do we lose this when we grow up? I always wonder, you know, why do we lose what we're really interested for? And then go to the thing that makes sense, which is working, making money, making a living. So we end up losing a part of ourselves. And that's why I believe uh, like when I look at the happiest people I see in my life and the ones that are doing great, uh, let's say, impact in the world, I see that they are doing more than one thing. They are doing maybe something that brings them money and then they're doing something that brings them good, uh, a good feeling or something that makes them mentally stable. Maybe it's drawing to them or, or horse riding, could be anything. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely like to see this variety because it helps us to stay mentally sane and more open to explore and get new ideas. Uh, actually, this is so beautiful, uh, that way of thinking and that way of seeing the world. I think that's amazing. Uh, what brought you into music, Ling? So I grew up in, a, in an artistic household. My mother is, uh, is an artist. She paints, she draws, she does our Palestinian embroidery and uh, my sisters they are all into design and art so i've always had this artistic environment around me and you know i think our roots in our roots as palestinians you know we are very creative creative artistic we have a lot of uh, art in our culture yeah. so it definitely played a huge role the upbringing so i started playing the piano first uh, took lessons when i was seven and then I found my passion in, in guitar and singing. So I started playing the guitar, um, trying to do more covers for the people that I like, the musicians that I love. And this year, I finally took the step to actually create my original, which will be out very soon, hopefully. Uh, this song is about uh, a girl that broke free, let's say, from a relationship that wasn't uh, good that wasn't in her favor and she talks about the freedom that she has after that uh, uh, relationship you know it's like 
finding herself again and so on. So it's it's a very fun song. It's going to be in Arabic and uh, yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, who are the artists that inspired you? The singers or musicians that inspired Lean? There are many, I think. Um, if we're talking about childhood, uh, I always used to listen with my mother to oldies like ABBA and uh, the Eagles, uh, Led Zeppelin. Like my, my dad and my mom really listened to the, those old, uh, uh, let's say, uh, Western music. And from Arabic perspective, like we always had Feirouz in the house singing. Um, you know, Muhammad Abdulhab, all of these great artists from the old times, let's say. So I think as as a young age, I really appreciated more the Western music. But as I grew older, I started to uh, look more into the Arabic music. And I really love uh, the, uh, let's say, the underground Arabic music. Like if you've heard of Suad Masi, yeah, I can appreciate the music. Um, yeah, there are many artists. And the scene, uh, the underground music, the scene in Jordan, uh, in the independent music is very mm. big, very popular. Definitely. Yeah. We have amazing bands here talking about, you know, the, the problems in the growing every year. Yeah, like uh, we, we have Jadal, uh, uh, they, they have very nice music here. We also have uh, uh, in, in, in Egypt, there's Kairoki, which I really love because they talk about, you know, the, the people and freedom and, and how, you know... I liked the releases in 2011, 12, 13. After that, I think like they became like Commercial. like norm, normal. The topics they discuss and the recent recent or latest uh, album that was in 2018, I think. I don't remember, but I think it was, wasn't that good because they don't talk anymore about the topics that they use, like revolution. What I like about, uh, about the scene in Jordan that it's big, it's huge, and I have a lot of uh, amazing bands. Like the 47 Soul was born there in Jordan, I think, and they yes, have collaboration, I think, between um, people from Jordan and Palestine as well, right? Yeah, and they're doing an amazing job actually uh, with the independent artists and rappers. Uh, the rap scene in Jordan is very big too very popular similar to the one in Egypt actually because um, you have the synaptic I think you have El Farai you have who else many I don't want to forget anybody yeah there, there are a lot of people um, I just uh, I can't remember the names right now but there's like Ghaim Juzi as well there is uh, Murabba yeah Murabba is the first rock band from the Middle East I think so I'm not mistaken, I think so. If you want to talk about Yulene, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be a vet. But then I found out that I'm allergic to pet, to animals. So I had to change my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started thinking about other things. But I never really knew what I wanted to be. It's, uh, when I was a child, every day I had something new. Like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a vet. I want to be this and that. And I think um, at some point I also wanted to be an artist, a singer. Uh, but you know, in our region, it's really tough to to embrace music as, as a job because as a career. It's, uh, mm -hmm, it's not appreciated like 
in, in other Western countries. So your parents... As a hobby, it could be considered here, but as a career, yes. it's something like you need to reconsider and ask yourself exactly. a thousand times if you want to do it as a career because it's very challenging. Exactly. And that's why, you know, I... And the reward is very okay. little. Yeah, like I kept it like as a hobby and then I just studied university something else and yeah. had another job. But then now when I grew up and had my own way of thinking, I started going back to this idea and to say, if I want to make music, I will do it on the side, you know, it's like one of the things that I can do. It doesn't yeah. have to be a full time job. And now with all the technology that we have and all of the uh, capabilities that we have, we can definitely do it at home. It's, it's not a problem like it used to be before. Release a song on YouTube and all platforms now easy nowadays for the artists to create themselves and to build themselves. Definitely. And that's why I see like a lot of people in Palestine as well, you know, they have maybe less uh, capabilities or resources to work with but they end up bringing up great music even though yes. they are in a war zone and they might not have everything that others have but they still manage to bring out when you started you can when you started like your first steps in singing like stepped into the stage and performed and... so i think i was seven when i first started playing music when I first started singing, I was actually a bit older. I was 13, 14. We have just gotten a new guitar at home and I started looking up music chords like Metallica and all of these bands. And I started learning how to play and sing. And then I found out that, oh, I can sing. That's nice. And I just took it as a hobby. You know, I started singing. With what, was, what was the song that you sang? So my first song ever to sing was actually Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. It was the first song I knew how to play on guitar and to sing. If we would like to talk about your favorite artist and your favorite song. I don't think I have one favorite artist or one favorite song. It depends on, on the mood, but some of my all-time favorites are uh, oldies. So I really like Hotel California by The Eagles. It's one of those songs that I play with my dad and we kind of sing it together so I really like it. Your dad sings also, too? Yeah, he tries, he tries. <laughs> what do you mean when he tries? Like does he have the voice or uh, what? <laughs> he enjoys it, he really enjoys it but uh, he needs training. <laughs> I understand. And yeah. uh, I think like for for now like some, a song that I really always listen to is Ririnta by Saad Masi. It's my current favorite song, actually. It seems like you love Saad Masi. Uh, I really love her. If you had to describe yourself lean in five words, what would they be? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm adaptive. I, so I'm someone that is okay with change. I'm um, optimistic an opportunist I, uh, I'm a little bit creative and I think I'm uh, empathetic I always try to or not try I actually always end up going with my heart not with my head because I'm very emotional and I always uh, feel things maybe more than I should what makes you angry injustice nice what makes you laugh you, you mean what makes me happy or what makes me yeah happy? what makes you happy um, what makes me happy is uh, simple things in life, you know, maybe life. a 
cup of coffee with my mother in the morning or yeah those simple things for what in your life do you feel most grateful my family immediately the answer is yeah <laughs> what was the upbringing like your upbringing very free and open um what big life changes have you recently experienced Lynn? I think uh, one of the biggest things that I changed in my life or changed my life is uh, a year ago I accepted a job uh, before COVID-19 uh, which is uh, basically uh, the consultancy at Microsoft that required a lot of traveling so I was actually traveling more than staying here before COVID-19 of course and uh, yeah it was a big change for me to be every week in a new country wow. dealing with different people different culture it was very challenging and um, I was thinking when COVID-19 came in like oh that's a break that's nice but it stayed too long <laughs> <laughs> what do you work as a consultant what do you do with, with Microsoft as a consultant I help customers move to the cloud I help them with uh, changing their processes and the people uh, so it's actually interesting uh, my my job has a lot of psychology into it because you know a big part of change in any organization is the people as humans yeah. we are stubborn we are very stubborn human we are stubborn creatures and we are very hard to change we always stick to things the old and it takes a lot of effort for us to change our habits so we need some sort of program or a system to be able to change so i help organizations with this to make them able to make the move or the change easier to the people and the company if i would like to ask you what goals do you have for the next five years one of my all-time life goals is to start a company on my own and i'm still working on trying to figure out what I want to do. Uh, so hopefully in five years, I would really be happy if I was able to do this. What's uh, the best bad decision you ever made? The best bad decision? You ever made. <laughs> hmm, interesting. I think uh, if we're talking generally about best bad decisions, uh, sometimes we end up losing people and we thought it would be bad, but when we actually uh, lose specific people, we end up being happier because we find our um, free zone or we find a happier place uh, without them. So, so I think everybody goes through this somehow, losing someone, thinking it's bad, and then you realize that it's actually uh, when are you most yourself? When I'm alone. What fun activity from your childhood has been completely ruined for kids today? Oh, a lot of things, I think. Um, going out in the neighborhood and just playing with anything, you know, instead of staying on the iPad. <laughs> Where is your happy place? Where is my house? Uh, my balcony. What do you spend most of your time doing? Reading. How do you calm yourself when you get angry? I take 10 breaths. Mm, you're very facile. <laughs> what if you could start your life all over? What would you do differently? Nah, I need you to slow down. <laughs> this will definitely slow me down. Uh, so many things. 
I think everybody have their own regrets. But if I start my life over again, and uh, let's say I'm I'm a kid again, I would definitely not worry about what people say or uh, you know the opinions of people. I would also spend more time with my family. I would. I would also study something different. I always think about this. I wouldn't go into the industrial engineering that I studied. It helps me, but I think I would go and study something more related to maybe marketing or uh, technology-related studies. But I can't say that I don't really like what I studied. It helped me structure the way I think. But yeah, if I go back in time, I think I would study something else. I think we all share the same misery of you don't know what, what what is the purpose of education. Like it feels like it's something that you have to do. Like I have to study my bachelor degree. Uh, we choose the 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 course or the major that you want to study. But when you graduate, you feel like. What the hell I was doing? Like if you're doing something completely different, different. From, from what you were studying, and you ask yourself, what did this add to me? You know, or will add to me in the future? So, I, I think the problem is it's not in the major that we studied or in in ourselves. It's with the purpose of education, mm-hmm. or or the way the education we, system that we. Exactly. There's something that should be changed. I agree because we don't know anything when we finish school. We don't know what we want to study. We just choose randomly. Exactly, and people go for masters and for PhD and this and that. But when you ask yourself, after all this, like, what's for? Why? Why did you do it? Exactly. What do you consider to be the highlight of your life, Lee? Wow, that's <laughs> I see. Those are questions I, I never thought about. It's interesting. The highlights. I think I have a couple of things that I'm really grateful for, and I see that they are highlights. I think um, the highlight of my life is that I've been blessed with a great family. I have been blessed with also being able to travel the world, being able to see different countries, different cultures, and understand that, you know, the world is different, but at the same time, people are the same in a way. And also, I think uh, another highlight would be that, um, you know, as a person, being very flexible and being adaptive is, is a thing that I really love and I think that if I wasn't this way life would be so tough because you know if you stay focused on on something and you don't change you might actually go insane or you might get angry with everybody so I think uh, my personality or like how I see life is something that I'm really thankful for because it helps me with everyday life where is your best piece of advice my best piece of advice 
just do what you feel you want to do and don't think about what people will say follow your heart follow your ambitions uh, if you think you can do it you can do it what do you think the best feeling in the world the best feeling in the world is being able to still have like your parents with you and um, being just able to talk to them and enjoy you know as much as time as you have with them as you see from my answers i'm very family oriented i i just love family we all do um so i would like to ask you out of all the countries that you have visited which one was like uh, the closest to your heart like you love it the most what I really enjoyed and what I think was one of the best experiences I have uh, been to was uh, Bali in Indonesia. The reason why I really liked it and I think that I, it was something that you know changed my life somehow is how simple the people there are. So if you ever go there, you will see that life is much simpler than how we are living it. Uh, people don't really have a lot of phones with them uh, there are some of course advanced areas but if you go to the mountains or where you know uh, it's mostly um, rural areas you will see people are very simple they don't own cars they maybe go on on a motorbike or walking everywhere uh, there's a lot of nice scenery around them there's animals there's plants trees it's very it's very natural mm -hmm. you know and they have a lot of water a lot of waterfalls nice places to to just relax and you know be yourself and that's why i think it, it got to me a lot because in in my country or in my day life i don't have a lot of uh, co contact with nature we have like noises we have the cars we have the buildings so we end up really we were just living inside stones and we don't have like contact with nature. So mm -hmm. I stayed two weeks there and I was every, like every day I was just surrounded by nature and it kind of changed like my, it, it changed my life in a way that every now and then I need to have an escape. I need to go somewhere with nature, even if it's like in, in Ajloon, two hours away from here or in the Dead Sea or Aqaba, even in Jordan, I don't have to leave the country, but I just need to have some contact with nature just to recharge, you know, and yeah. So I think Bali was uh, my favorite because of how natural it is. You made me ex uh, excited to visit one day. What is and one we thing- we don't need a visa, so that's good. <laughs> Actually here, it's not about the visa, it's about many other things. What is one thing that you don't understand about yourself, Lee? Um, oh, I think what I don't understand about myself mostly is how I choose to do things. So. Um, sometimes i would want to do something and then the next day i would want to do something else i i really hope to understand like how i make decisions and uh yeah try to make them better maybe i'm i really fluctuate with making decisions what was the single best realization you have ever had i think the the best realization i had that the world is not perfect and it will never be perfect and my life will never be perfect because life is imperfect and this gave me peace you know to just enjoy life 
enjoy it as is you know it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to be yourself and enjoy what you have true how do you define success so success is defined differently uh, by other people some might look at it as having the most recent car or the best house or the best job uh, but for me it's not really about materialistic things it's mostly about being happy success for me is actually being happy and feeling productive and feeling like you have impact on the world so for me if, if i'm successful then i'm happy i have impact and i feel productive if you had to compare yourself to one fictional character who would it be you mean like a, a character that is similar to me yeah or Okay, so there's this uh, cartoon that I used to watch when I was a kid. It's called Kim Possible. She used to do everything she wanted to do. So I like to think of myself like her. If I want to do something, hopefully I will find a way to do it. What is uh, your favorite thing about, about your career? Uh, so there are many things I think that I like about being with Microsoft and being a consultant. Uh, first thing is that, you know, it's, it's a great feeling when you can help someone and see the results. So when I go to a customer and I actually do a project with them, it's such a nice feeling to see how the results were and how the change happened. And another thing that I really like is that it's flexible and you can work from anywhere. You don't have to be in a certain place at a certain time. It's, it's actually very flexible. Do you believe in luck? Oh, definitely. I believe in luck and I think that um, sometimes we uh, put ourselves because we are not able to do something. Uh, let's say, uh, why am I not doing something like Bill Gates or not, why am I not doing something like Mark Zuckerberg, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we forget the part of luck. So um, it's all about being in the right time, the right place, with the right people. So it doesn't just take effort. It there's also luck so yeah definitely i believe in luck what are the challenges you think the next generation will face Lee? i think the biggest challenge that the next generation will face is indifference uh, with a lot of technology happening and a lot of advancement happening uh, people are starting to kind of lose the feeling of feeling important because they know that oh maybe next year my job will be taken by and the new technology or I will lose my job because they don't need me anymore and so on. Uh, I think that technology helps a lot, it helps people a lot of course and we can find ways to make it uh, uh, like better for us but at the same time I think that the next generation need to figure out how to make technology work for them instead of them working for technology. What three habits that will improve your life? Uh, ooh, okay, uh, I think um, I'm trying to do more of healthy eating. So if I if I have a better diet, a better eating habits, it would definitely help me. And also meditation. So I I try to do yoga, but uh, meditating is still tough for me. So I also think it would definitely help me out. And um, finally, like another habit. Uh, yeah, I think it's all related to health, you know, like eating and uh, 
meditating, maybe walking more. Yeah, I think I do sports, but I think I should be doing more. Definitely. What's your favorite spot to visit uh, in Jordan and what makes it so special to you? So in Jordan, actually I have many uh, nice places to go to and I really like. We have Dead Sea, it's amazing. We have Jarash, it's really nice with a lot of history. But my personal favorite is Wadi Rum. So Wadi Rum basically for who for someone who doesn't know Jordan and Wadi Rum, it's, it's like the Mars on Earth. It's all red uh, sand, uh, mountains that are, it's a desert basically, but it's red. I've seen, yeah, and, I've seen some pictures, so beautiful. Yeah, and whenever they want to make like a movie in Mars, they actually go there and shoot the movie because it looks like Mars. So it's my favorite because in the night, there isn't really any buildings or any city life. So you see the stars very clear and you see, uh, yeah, you basically just see the stars, which is very nice. Oh, that is so beautiful. If you could only have one season, Lynn, uh, what would it be? Summer. Why? I don't like the winter. It's, <laughs> I, I'm a very Middle Eastern person. I really enjoy the summer, the heat. But it's it's it too hot, hot out there in Jordan, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit hot, but uh, I prefer it more than the cold. I lived in Germany and it, it was very cold. I couldn't take it. I, I like, I prefer the heat. Tell me more about yourself. Do you write, for example, uh, hobbies? You do Elsa singing. So um, I'm not just a singer. I also write. So I, I write my music and uh, I'm also into, um, recently, of course, I got into stock market. So I really like to follow the stock market. I'm, I'm starting to invest there. Uh, I don't do it, of course, as a job, but so far I've learned so much and I'm trying to do more of the investing there. Uh, I really enjoy also reading, so I try to finish a book every week or every two weeks. And um, oh, you read yeah, so basically I read anything related to self-help books or business books. Um, so mostly Malcolm Gladwell is one of my favorite authors. And if we're talking about like uh, Arabic books and uh, novels and so on, I really like Ibrahim Nasrallah. My favorite book for him oh. is uh, Zaman al-Khuyul al-Bayda. And you're writing yourself. So writing books, I do not. But yeah, that's all. No, not books. Just writing as a hobby, for example, or writing your songs. Yeah, of course. Like journaling and uh, writing songs. Yeah, I always keep a journal with me. Uh, have you written a song for you before, for yourself? I have written a couple of songs, um, but they haven't really come out yet. Um, I'm working on the first one. And then I'll see like how to do the rest as well. I'm trying to learn how to publish songs. That's beautiful. If I could uh, say, what is love like for you? How, how do you define love? I have actually been asked this question before by a friend of mine and I immediately answered one thing. Love is being present. So the feeling of love is all about being present and feeling the moment the moment just where you are at whether it's with a friend or family or loved ones it's being present that's a beautiful definition of love if we could define home Lee, what is home to you home is where my mother is. where is your silliest fear 
my silliest fear. Okay, I always fear that um, an asteroid would hit would hit Earth and take us all. That's like my silliest fear. <laughs> Do you have any guilty pleasures? Eating too much cake is my guilty pleasure. You were the quickest uh, guest on my podcast. Just like you, you are so brilliant, Lean, actually. Like, thank you. Some some guests would take time to think of the answers, but you were so fast. Maybe I just know myself. Maybe, maybe because uh, the purpose of the question sometimes um, to give the guests the chance also to understand themselves. To, because uh, some, as you mentioned, like never asked themselves this questions before so they hear them for the first time and they take very long time to answer the questions uh i'm thinking of the answers but you were so 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 fast and that was surprising for me so is this a bad or a good thing it is so good actually <laughs> <laughs> do you think we have uh, anything to add on the point that you said that i believe that people should follow their interests and not narrow themselves to one area as innovation comes from exploring. Yeah, I think that if I want to add on this part, um, I'm going to give you an example of why uh, brilliance comes from knowing more than one thing. You have heard of Nikola Tesla? No. Okay, so Nikola Tesla is basically the guy that gave us electricity as we know it. And uh, Nikola Tesla was, he's a Serbian-American inventor and he helped us create electricity as is. And he did a lot of brilliant inventions as well, like the first X-ray, he also did it. Uh, Anything related to electricity, basically, that was his specialty. And the funny thing is that he wasn't just an engineer. He was actually a physician. He was a mathematician he was an inventor he was he was doing more than one thing and he spoke eight languages so imagine how diverse this person is and how much information he knew and another similar example to this is Ibn Sina if uh, I'm sure you've heard about Ibn Sina as well uh, so Ibn Sina is actually also a psychologist uh, a scientist a physician he was doing everything and that's why he was able to have a breakthrough in the med- medicine world. So my point is we need to celebrate having more than one interest, not just narrow it down to one because innovation comes when we combine different worlds together. If we stay in one way, we only see one thing, but if we have different ways, we see things from many perspectives and this gives us the chances to create and to uh, to invent new things, to innovate. So that's why I'm feeling like if someone wants to do more than one thing, don't limit them, especially children. If they are interested in more than one thing, don't take it away from them. On the contrary, you should celebrate that they are doing more than one thing. And as long as they are happy, that should be fine. I think that's the best piece of advice we could give to parents, actually. Yeah, definitely. You know, they don't, the kids don't just have to study and be good at school. 
uh, they can do also other things that might make them great when they grow up. Like if they want to write, let them write. If they want to paint, let them paint. If they want to run, let them run. So celebrate whatever they are feeling, whatever they want to do. Don't limit them, just help them in whatever they feel like doing. What skills have you learned that will help you in your singing career? I think uh, one of the most important skills that we need nowadays is the flexibility and being able to change things quickly, you know, because things are changing fast. Every year we have new things coming up, we have a new application, a new technology, a new way of doing things. So I think the most important skill that we need and is very important for now is adaptability and also proper soft skills. EQ, so emotional intelligence. So all of these things, I think, are very important uh, nowadays more than ever. Which musical instruments do you play professionally? I play the piano and the guitar. So piano and guitar are the two closest instruments to you. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure having you, Lean, actually, on the podcast Same and here. talking to you and. You shocked me a, a little bit with, with how fast, how brilliant you were. <laughs> and it's really, uh, you. it was and uh, fun and interesting to know, get to know you. Same here. And I think what you're doing is brilliant. And I cannot wait to hear different sessions that you have and to just listen to your podcast. So it's on, on Spotify or somewhere else? Anchor, Spotify. It's a bit, and SoundCloud, it's available everywhere. That's nice, that's definitely nice. I'll definitely check it out. Thank you, Lynn, so much for joining me on Kazakai Podcast. And it was a pleasure having you on the pod today. How was the experience? It was very nice. It's my first time doing a podcast. I'm used to having interviews uh, for work, like a lot of workshops, but it's my first time to have a a podcast and it's very nice it's like a conversation it's like you're having a cup of coffee with someone and you're just exactly yeah thank you so much for joining me uh, lean hajaz right thank you yes thank you and good luck you too have a nice day Become a supporter of Gaza Guy Podcast. You can support this podcast with a small donation to help sustain future episodes. Support Gaza Guy through anchor.fm slash Gaza Guy slash support or visit our Instagram page Gaza Guy and click on the link in the pile. Gaza Guy from Gaza.